Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, friend. You're listening to the Nicole Walters Podcast. I'm a former six-figure corporate executive who woke up every morning feeling stuck in the life that I built for myself. But using my corporate skills, I took to the internet and built a multi-seven-figure business, showing others how they can build a life they love. Now on this podcast, I share stories of being an entrepreneur, a mom to my three amazing girls, and a wife to my crazy, kooky, dancing husband. I've had a couple of viral videos too, so you know there's going to be a lot of laughs here. So whether you've seen me on my viral vids, or on the Today Show, or read about me in Forbes, this is the place where we can meet share stories, share laughs, and share fun. I'm your best friend in your head. So sit back, listen close, and let's get started. Hey friends. So I am beyond thrilled for us to have this time here together and for us to connect and chat and talk about all the things. Now, Today's chat is actually a little different because you know that um, I try not to style myself as a parenting expert or some mom of the year or anything like that. Lord knows I am doing the best I can with what I got every single day. So for me to ever pretend like I have it all together couldn't be further from the truth. Heck, if you've been watching my show, She's the Boss on USA Network every Thursday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, you know good and well that I'm a hot mess. <laughs> but that said, there is something that's been on my heart to talk about. And I got to say, it's always a little bit weird, right? Because we want to make sure that we're respecting every person's individual right to parent the way they see fit. I, I'm a big believer in that, right? However, I do also like as friends that come here every single week to chat to have this moment where we can kind of connect and talk about what I have learned in my new parenting. <laughs> so here's what I found. Because I'm a newer mom, meaning I've only been at this thing for six years, I actually am coming at it in a perspective that may be a little different from yours. And I don't mean different, good or bad. I just mean different. And I wanted to kind of lend my perspective. And I also want to let you know that anything that I say, I would love to hear your perspective on it. I would love for you to drop me a DM, shoot me an email, or throw me a tweet. Because as I'm looking to develop and grow in my own parenting, I am always interested to hear your thoughts. And I really like fostering these conversations. So definitely say something back if you got some thoughts on this. But here's, here's what I want to talk about today. I noticed 
And not just from the internet aunties, but also from, you know, we've got people who are joining in in our thing, right? We've had this internet friendship for a while, but people are joining in our thing, that there always seems to be a lot of surprise feedback perspective on how I have conversations with the girls. And I want to, I'll dive deep on that. So what I mean is that if you've watched She's the Boss or if you have been keeping up on the lives, or if you're an internet auntie who's been here since day one when I was dropping the puffin in the toilet and trying to figure out potty seats, you know that I am extremely conversational in a very fairly serious way with my kids, meaning I ask them their opinion. I honor their right for space. I take legitimate weight to their perspective, and I apologize to them especially when I do it wrong and especially when I should have gotten it right. And it's always been interesting to me, particularly in feedback from the show and from some of the interviews and press that I've done recently, that that's actually something that gets called out a lot. Now, if you are watching our hilarious videos on Instagram, Facebook, you name it, we've got tons of them that have gone viral. You also know that we keep it light around the Walters house. We laugh a lot. We have fun. Uh, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And frankly, my kids don't take me seriously at all. You know, I mean, I am an old school parent, meaning I do want to make sure that our kids have certain values and that they understand that we try to do right in the world. We try to be the people we say we are and that we try to make sure that we're leaving things better than we found them. And that is all a part of how we carry ourselves, how we interact with each other and how we show ourselves grace and extend it. So all of that is reflected in my parenting. My kids are not going to get any free rides and they're not going to get any easy passes. But ultimately, it's a home full of respect. And that doesn't just mean respecting me as the adult in the house. It also means me returning that respect to them. And that's actually the thing that I wanted to talk about. Friend, is that weird? I mean, I know that we're living in a society now where a lot of conversations are coming to the forefront that frankly probably should have been at the forefront a long time ago. Things like respecting your personal boundaries, things like owning your right to say no more often taking vacation, self-care, extending yourself grace and owning and embracing imperfection. I mean, all of these things are hot topics and trending hashtags on Instagram, Twitter, and all over social media. But I also think it's interesting that it seems to really hit at the core of a lot of people when they see the way I interact with my kids. Let me give you an example. On an episode of She's the Boss, I had an interaction, if you will. And if you saw the episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about with a PTA mom. And in that interaction, I basically had on my business hat instead of my mom hat. And long story short, I had to make it right in that long run. And if you didn't catch it, check your DVR. This episode's a good one. But at one point, and you'll see it on the episode, but it happens all the time in our house, I had to sit down with the puffin. And when I sat down with her, I explained to her that, look, I messed this thing up. And I got it wrong and I'm really sorry and it wasn't okay and I'll make it right. And this is a simple interaction that I try to apply everywhere, not just with my kids, but with my husband, with my friends, with my students, with my clients, and hopefully and increasingly with myself. Sometimes you get it wrong, you're really sorry and you'll do better the next time. And I got so much feedback about this interaction. People saying that they grew up in homes where parents didn't apologize to their children. 
and that they thought it was really noteworthy and actually a little special that I took the time out to say that this was my mistake and I will fix it. I got a lot of feedback from therapists who said that they were really excited to see that behavior modeled, not just for other parents, but also for other children, to know and realize that it's reasonable to have expectations when they are wronged that somebody will make it right, whether that person's an adult or another little person. So I guess that's what I wanted to ask of you and maybe for both of us to reflect on. I know that when I am in my therapy sessions, it comes up often. I grew up in a home that was more than old school, it was African. And not only are African parents never wrong, but you're definitely not going to call them on it. And that meant that I grew up in a home where a lot of times I may have had feelings or thoughts or perspectives around how things were handled, how I was treated, or things that I've seen that couldn't really be discussed. And it was something that I was mindful of in my own parenting. Not only if I ever decided to have or decide to have biological children, but it's something that I was particularly mindful of with my own kids. See, my girls come from a background that's laden in trauma and they've witnessed and seen a lot of very difficult things. So trust and truth are very important in our household. They're so important that it's something that we really keep at the forefront. And that's maybe one of the learnings that I want to pass on. If you've noticed this as well in our interactions, it really works for us to kind of handle things open-handed in front of our kids. Kids are really, really smart. Think back to your own upbringing. How often did you understand more about what was going on than the adults ever let on? How often did you overhear whisperings and know something was coming and wish you were in a position where you were able to ask about it? I mean, think about right now when you're in corporate and the company keeps telling you, we're not letting anyone go. We feel really good about it. But you see all the meetings and you hear about the calls. Your boss seems really tense and you know something's coming. It's not really the best environment to be in. And then when I think about parenting, when you know, your parents are the ones you're supposed to trust more than anything else. And you're kind of counting on them to have your well-being in mind. It's really tough when you know that they're not being forthright about something and there's no other place to go to get those answers. We knew when raising our girls that that wasn't a home that we wanted to raise them in, not just for our own personal value system, but also for their own well-being. We knew that if there was something going on, and it was clear that they were going to be able to detect it. And even more, if they were smart enough or capable enough or bold enough to ask about it, they deserved an answer and an honest one. And that's how we've been approaching it. And it's working really well for us. See, even with our oldest daughter, our big tiny, she comes from a background where things weren't always the truth. And frankly, lies weren't even always a bad thing. Sometimes they were protective. Sometimes it was a way to maintain survival. So with us, we try to be forthright. We've always said, hey, you know, we may not have all the answers. We may not have it all figured out. We may not know left from right or how this is going to play out. But what we do know is that we will tell you exactly what is going to happen next when we have that information. And what we do know is that you can always trust that we have your back and that you will always be protected and seen first. And it's really worked for us. It's helped us get closer as a family. Our kids know that we've got their back, and they know that they can trust that if something's going to change, 
we're going to let them know right away and they don't have to live in a place of anxiety and that we're going to be right by their side the entire time. Now there's the other side of it, friend. What if that thing is something that you screw up? What if you mess something up? What if you missed a birthday or forgot a gift or messed up with carpool pickup or, you know, the kids caught you on a bad day and you raised your voice? What if they overheard some bad words on a phone call or maybe saw you not being your best self towards your spouse or your partner? What do you do in that situation? I don't know the fancy answers. And I'm certain that there's a therapist out there who's going to say, I don't know if that's how I'd approach it, but I will tell you what we do. Because we try to have that open household, well, we own it. So if I have a bad day and I raise my voice and one of my girls gets caught in the crossfire where I shift from doing one thing and I didn't take off my business hat and put on my mom hat, I immediately, or as soon as I realize it, circle back and I square it up. I say, hey, I'm so sorry about that, cutie pie. I was still in my business brain and it wasn't okay for me to bring that into mom zone. And I want you to know that that had nothing to do with you. And a lot of times I'll use an analogy where I'll explain like, you know how when you're really studying hard and you got super focused and you look up at something else and your face still has its serious business face, it's because your brain is still in one place, but maybe your mind is in another. That's what happened. And I make a point of making sure that they understand that they feel safe, that they can ask questions about it and that they recognize that I'm imperfect and I'm doing my best. Because one of the things that I've learned in this weird parenting world is that if I don't teach my girls how to extend grace, how will they ever learn to extend it to themselves? And Lord knows they need it, right? I don't want my girls, if when I leave this planet someday, beating themselves up at every turn just for being imperfect. I want them embracing those imperfections and using them to propel themselves forward. So I say sorry. I let them know that I'm working on myself every single day and there isn't some magical destination where you'll suddenly have it all together. I also let them know that even though I've made mistakes, I'm working really hard to make sure I don't do them again. And I let them hold me accountable. If there's something I say I'm going to do, my girls know they are safe to say, hey, mom, you said you would do this. Are you going to follow through? Is this something you can do? Does something need to change? And they do. Now I'm going to have a friend to friend moment. This kind of sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks. It is not fun to have your kids look you in the face sometimes and say, hey, mom, didn't you say that we'd have a mommy daughter day today at six o'clock? Especially when you're completely tired, especially when you know you just want to sit down. But it's made me a better mother. Because there's something about your kid looking you in your face where you're just like, you know what? I have a choice here. It's not just about baking those cookies at the last minute that I said I would do. It's also about the fact that I want to teach them that people do what they say they will do. It's not just about the action. It's about the greater lesson. And it's an opportunity to model that behavior. And as an incentive, I don't want to circle back and say, I'm really sorry. (laughs) I don't want to have to circle back and have that conversation. So it's not easy, but I'm learning and they're the ones teaching me. And I'm hoping that in this chat today, that it helps and that maybe you'll see and maybe you'll experience or maybe you have experience and you're getting that kind of confirmation from our chat that there's really some value between respecting your own children 
as independent people developing their own little people brains and learning how to navigate their voices. That when they say no to something like, no, I don't want to hug that family member or no, I don't feel like uh, hopping on the phone with someone at a certain point, or maybe they have a relationship with a friend and they're not quite ready to make up and make nice and they need to navigate that emotion, that we should grant them the space to work through some of that with conversation, of course, and direction. You know, at the end of the day, we're still mom and dad, right? And maybe if you haven't thought about saying sorry once in a while or being open about the fact that you're not perfect, And maybe you've been scared about doing it in your business or online or at the PTA or wherever else. You'll realize that a good place to start might be with the littles. And know that they'll love you still. And they'll trust you more. And they'll grow up not having those same fears. Because they recognize that, you know what? The first person I ever loved wasn't perfect either. And I still love her. So friend, I'm in it with you. This parenting game is not for chumps, but step by step, I think we're getting better. And I know we're creating some crazy awesome kids out there. I can't wait to hear from you. Hit me up on social and I'll see you this week on She's the Boss on USA Network this Thursday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. You'll get to watch and laugh at a new way that I messed all this stuff up. I cannot wait to hang with you. Bye, friend. Thanks so much for listening, friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to NicoleWalters.com. I'd love for us to stay in touch. So make sure you drop your email address so I can send you inspiration, business details, and the occasional funny story. And because I'm so generous, there might even be a selfie in the mix. (laughs) Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and come back soon.